the Sports Talk with Devin Wade recap. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the very first episode of 2024. And of course, this is a briefcast, not a full-fledged episode, but I wanted to come to you guys because I haven't spoken with you in a while. A lot of new things are going on, and I want to share those things with you. But Happy New Year to one and all, and I look forward to uh, coming to you quite a bit in different forms and really connecting with you more in 2024 than we did in 2023. Did a bad job of managing a lot of things. Uh, not a bad job, but I didn't get as much content out there as I wanted to. Uh, and I have to find ways to do that with a very busy schedule. And in case you don't know, a couple of new things are happening for me, and I want to tell you about those. But first and foremost, let me tell you ways that you can be interactive. And, of course, you can go to wadeswordproductions.com, the website. In addition to that, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group on Facebook and the page, the fan page. You can like that. And of course on Twitter or X at Wade's word and on IG and threads at the Devin Wade. So those are ways that you can reach out. And of course the sports line, let me not forget the sports line because I'm going to call on you guys to call me on the sports line and leave a message 24 hours a day. And you just might end up on the very next podcast. Of course you can call eight, three, two, Nine four one six six one four. That's eight three two nine four one six six one four. Wanted to come to you because again, I've been very busy, and I don't know if you checked the feed on the podcast, but there was an episode of a brand new podcast that I am doing called Life Tunes with Devin Wade. I've alluded to it a couple of times. It's a music podcast. If you don't know who I am, if you're not in Houston, if you're not a KTSU listener, then you don't know that I have a very successful show called The Friday Express. It's a, a unique old school blend. It's a, it's a show that's on a legendary station for Fridays. Friday Oldies is a Houston tradition, and I've, uh, I'm the anchor leg of that. And so a lot of folks love the music that we play, and I've connected with my Friday Express group. A lot of my Friday Express group listens to pretty much anything that I do, and I certainly mean you can't beat that kind of love and support. So my team... TFE family, the Friday Express group, shouts out to you guys. We certainly appreciate it. But because of my musical prowess and all the things that I've done musically as, as it pertains to being an on-air personality, I created a show around music. And it's around you all. It's really an autobiography, a musical autobiography, where you tell your life story through the music that you grew up with and that has impacted your life in one way or another. So that's going on. Also, the Thursday Chill or The Chill on KTSU is a brand new show that I have. It's an eclectic mix of old school, neo-soul, jazz, some acid jazz, sort of a blend of some of the things I used to do on a show called The Jazz Oasis. That just started at the beginning of 2024, so that's going on. And, of course, just a lot of sports stuff. Not traveling right now, but I will travel for a check. How about that? 
If there's a, you, you want me to travel, just uh, write a check and I'll, I'll go get it. <laughs> so a lot going on for me. And I haven't had a lot of time because of all of the things that we have been working on, all the projects I've been working on. So instead of having a full-fledged episode frequently, I decided, okay, I need to come to you guys with briefcasts. So these won't last very long. It's just my opportunity to chime in on a couple of things. And I want to chime in first and foremost about the Houston Texans. Wow. Let me start by saying I was really, really wrong about C.J. Stroud. When I started with C.J. Stroud in the summer, and you guys probably, if you listen to the podcast, you've heard me talk about it. I was wrong about C.J. Stroud. He didn't look the part. He didn't look like he was ready. He looked a little bit overwhelmed. Now, that didn't preclude him from going on to be whatever, but he just didn't. He didn't look like the guy. And he continued to work hard. His coaching staff and his team really continued always saying the right things about him. And maybe I just picked a bad couple of days to watch him up close. And and really, he got out to a little bit of a rocky start, as expected for an NFL quarterback. But boy, has he blossomed. And he very well may be the rookie of the year. I think he will get that honor. Although uh, you talk about Nakua, Paku Nakua in uh, Los Angeles. For the the Rams uh, receiver, he is amazing. He's record-setting. He has the all-time leading record for receptions and receiving yards as a rookie. And CJ missed a couple games, but I think, The importance of what he did for this franchise will give him the rookie of the year. He has my vote for rookie of the year. But I will tell you this, the head coach of the year, coach of the year is going to be a little bit closer. Kevin Stefanski for the Cleveland Browns may be in the mix. But to win your division, I think you have to think about giving that to D'Amico Ryans as well. Now, Stefanski's case is... Of course, uh, what, four different starting quarterbacks. You lose the premier, a premier running back, maybe the premier running back in the NFL and Nick Chubb, and you still got it done. You bring in a guy from off the couch and Joe Flacco, he's gotten it done. And, boy, he looked amazing. I had an opportunity to see him a few weeks ago when the Texans played the Browns in NRG. And I will tell you, man, he was lights out. He and Amari Cooper teamed up and uh, Cooper killed him, and uh, Flacco just hit every deep pass. He looked amazing. He really did look amazing, uh, better than I remembered him for large stretches of his Baltimore Ravens career. So, But uh, conversely, there was no C.J. Stroud in that game. And, of course, I'll get with Reggie Brown, and we'll have him on to talk about his woeful Dolphins stumbling down the stretch. So are the Philadelphia Eagles And, boy, the season just – it's a long, long season. And a lot of teams we thought would be the teams are not the teams right now. Doesn't mean they won't be. But when you think about Philadelphia, the defending NFC champ, and Kansas City, who just dominated the AFC – I mean, obviously, the year they didn't go with Cincinnati went. But going to all all those AFC championships, reigning Super Bowl champ, you thought, okay, boy, that train is just going to keep running. And then all of these receivers decided that they were going to drop every pass that, that Patrick Mahomes throws. So, the, I mean, the two conference champions, defending conference champions, have really stumbled. And for a long time, the Eagles looked like the best team in the NFL. San Francisco went through their stretch where they stumbled. But now it looks like the Eagles are in big trouble. And we'll get into all of those playoff matchups. Baltimore continue to just do what they do 
And and now that the number one seed on the other side, San Francisco, is going to be hard to beat. It's going to be a wide open playoffs. It's going to be some fun, fun matchups. To start with, Miami and Kansas City, a matchup that everybody thought, uh, that a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people thought this will be the AFC championship. Not so fast, Grasshopper. And uh, unfortunately for Dolphin fans, they lose last night to the Bills. Bills are a team you don't want to face. You don't want to face Cleveland. You don't want to face Baltimore. So, like, there's some tough teams built for this time of year. I will get more into my expectations for the Texans down the line, but I will tell you this. C.J. Stroud has been amazing. What he did the other night, 20 or 26, 264 yards, two touchdowns. And, and this is without Tank Dale. This is without Noah Brown. This is without Robert Woods. He had Dalton Schultz, and he also had, uh, of course, uh, Nico Collins. And that was that was what he had. And he went in there, and they did work with 198 yards receiving for Nico Collins on nine receptions. The very first offensive play, 75-yard touchdown strike. You got to be excited about that. Now, things get a whole lot funkier, especially if – one or both of those guys can't go. If Noah Brown still can't go, if, uh, if Robert Woods can't go, things are going to get a whole lot tougher because I don't know that Nico Collins will be able to do that against the Browns and that defense. I mean, that defense was amazing last time out. There were a lot of garbage points scored at the end of that game. I was at that game till about eight minutes left, and it was, what, I think it was 31-10 or something crazy like that. It was just a dominant performance. Amari Cooper looked fantastic. And Joe Flacco, you can't say enough about what he did in that performance. But it'll be a rematch. And, of course, we'll break that game down a little bit more on a full-fledged episode that we anticipate will come your way uh, tomorrow or Wednesday. In addition to that, talked about this championship Monday. Wow. The national championship game, my first time going to a national championship game. And, you know, I have to say that a lot of folks were really disappointed here that UT didn't go and Alabama didn't go. Like, even if you had one and not the other, but to not have that SEC energy, all those folks coming from Alabama and from SEC country, or UT, UT would have took over the city. It would have just been an orange city. But they couldn't get here. And so now you have Michigan and Washington, which, again, they earned it. They did what they had to do to win it. It's just not the great matchups. I mean, you look at the Final Four, what, Florida Atlantic here in Houston. What was it? Villanova, uh, Miami. I mean, I was there. I was at all the games of the Final Four. Just no sexy matchups here. I think that happened in, in 2011, Butler getting here. So, yeah, we've had matchups, uh, not the ideal matchups in these big-time scenarios, but it doesn't mean they won't be great games. Uh, uh, and, of course, I think this will be a great game tonight. I will be posting on Instagram, and I'll go live at some point, uh, and um, probably on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group page so you guys can see a little bit behind the scenes. I do what I can when it comes to that sort of thing, but I will tell you this, my pick for tonight is Michigan. I think they are just two. What they did to Alabama's offensive line, it was incredible. Five sacks in the first half uh, against uh, Milrow and that offense, and they just stopped them when they needed to stop them. Now, Washington is supposed to have the best offensive line in all of college football. 
that will be the determining factor on who will win the game. The Michigan defensive front versus that offensive line of the Washington Huskies. And I can tell you, man, it is going to be a really exciting game. And I look forward to it because you talk about speed and lightning quick on the outside with those receivers for Washington versus the the old school kind of smash mouth. We're going to beat you up. Uh, style of Michigan. They really sort of play to that. And J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback, is 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 cool. But I will tell you this, when you talk about what is going on with Washington and, and for them to be where they are was really unexpected. I happened to be at the award ceremony for Kelly DeBoer, uh, the head coach, uh, Kalen. Kalen, let me say his name right. Because, again, I have to tell you, I I wouldn't have recognized him if he would have tapped me on the shoulder. That's how much West Coast Pac-12 football I, I really paid attention to. But, yeah, he won the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year. And I can tell you this, the award is named after Eddie Robinson, the legendary coach from Grambling State. And it was wonderful to see him acknowledge the, the trophy uh, for Coach of the Year is a bust of Eddie Robinson. And it just gives me so much pride because of my swag ties, because of the fact that my very first interview period was Eddie Robinson. He sat down with me on Swag Media Day, and I I don't have the tape, and I've I've told this story before on the radio. I don't know if I've told it on the podcast, but my very first interview was with Eddie Robinson. And I have to tell you, man, he took time with me like I was with 60 minutes or something. He talked to me for over 45 minutes. It was an amazing experience. It was a history, a historic conversation. He talked about visiting the White House. He talked about all the presidents that he met. But more importantly, he talked about leading young men into better lives, better lives for themselves and better lives for the community. It was an awe-inspiring experience that I'll never forget, and I cherish that more than uh, or as much or more than any interview I've ever had before. That was my very first. So to see his son there and to see them, again, celebrating Eddie Robinson, who did more with less than any of the other top coaches that are are all-time winning coaches, that's an amazing thing. And uh, DeBoer, he acknowledged that. He really did acknowledge um, the admiration and respect he had for Eddie Robinson. So that was wonderful. And uh, shouts out to Nate Griffin for making that happen. He called me over. That was at uh, at the central location for all the media stuff. And, uh, again, I'll be there, storm and weather notwithstanding. <laughs> but we will get there, and I will give you um, my thoughts on that tomorrow or Wednesday, and we'll get a full-fledged episode. So, again, give me your thoughts on the Texans, on the playoffs. Call your shots. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Who's going to the Super Bowl in the AFC? If you want to call me today, give me your winner and let me know. Will it be Michael Penix Jr., who is amazing, who can throw that rock, or will it be J.J. McCarthy? And, and, of course, you talk about Jim Harbaugh and all the controversy that comes with him and Big Blue. Will Big Blue get it done? Give me your thoughts on that, 832-941-6614. Hey, that's it for this time out. We'll come to you more often. And, again, I'm staying really busy. I know a lot of folks listen to me on the radio, and I haven't forgotten about you guys. Love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. And, of course, we'll come to you next time. So just remember, you can give me a call. 
call, 832-941-6614. And on the Facebook page, on Instagram, at the Devin Wade. And if you can't remember any of that, please remember these four things. Number one, I don't do no favors after 6 o'clock in the evening. Two, I ain't got no money. Three, I'm not harboring any fugitives from justice. And four, bye. This has been the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Remember, you can follow him on Twitter at Wade's Word. Thank you for listening.